Madame et Monsieur, écoutez bien. Welcome to Fashion Mode with Charles McDonald, brought to you in association with Force Magazine on World Radio Paris. Bonjour and welcome to Fashion Mode. This is the primetime fashion show for World Radio Paris, brought to you in association with Force Magazine. I'm Charles Daniel MacDonald and I'll be hosting the show exclusively for World Radio Paris and World Radio Monaco. It's that time again, the most famous week in the most famous city known for fashion. I take a look at the highs and highs of Paris Fashion Week's spring-summer 2021 Couture Week. And this time, although the showcase was orientated towards live streaming and video footage, the talent and imagination was still there in abundance, cementing the City of Light's reputation, once again, as the Grand Dame of Fashion. It has almost been a year since the COVID-19 pandemic started to cause disruptions for the entire world, and the virus continues to play havoc with scheduled events, including fashion shows, which have been pushed back, turned digital, and in some instances cancelled altogether over the past 12 months. And this trend is not dying down, even yet. Couture Fashion Week has just wrapped up in Paris, and although all shows and presentations had to take place behind closed doors, due to the current lockdown rules in place in France, there was still plenty of excitement around the events and breathtaking creations that were revealed. While some designers chose to present their collections digitally, either by fashion films or shoots, or both, others hosted audience-free fashion shows, one of which was notably star-studded. Here, I round up the highlights from the shows and presentations, and everything you need to know from spring-summer 2021 Couture, a week of shows that seemed to bring the buzz back into fashion. Fendi It was always going to be a bit of a moment. Kim Jones' debut collection for Fendi, and the designer made sure it was a big one, bringing in some of the biggest names in the business to model the collection, from Naomi Campbell, Demi Moore, and Kate Moss to Cara Delevingne, Bella Hadid, and Adwa Adboa. Jones made a serious splash with his first fashion show at the Italian house. His designs took inspiration from the British sensibility of the Bloomsbury Group, whilst paying homage to the storied history of Fendi. He was specifically influenced by the visual language of Bernini's Marbles, Virginia Woolf's Time Travelling and the gender-blurring novel Orlando. When it came to the casting and the show was set, it was all about the importance of family, both real and chosen. This was celebrated through the cast, who each inhabited glass vitrines transformed into rooms of their own. Fendi represents an artisanal quality of the highest order, and it's all about family, he said. It is in its third generation, with Fendi at its helm, and I am a guest starring while bringing the truth forth gift. Here I am surrounded by strong, beautiful women who I love and respect, and I want to bring their energy into what I do. Victor and Rolf Unable to host a normal catwalk show, Victor and Wolf chose instead to put on a couture rave. This involved presenting a collection that had both a gritty edge, but was one which also transported those watching into a fantasy land of light-hearted escape, 
the designers explained of the show. Traditionally beautiful couture references are put into a raw, young context, they said. Haute couture meets underground party. The mood is irreverent and almost casual, but always elegant. An antidote to doom scrolling. Alexis Mabille This collection is my amorous gaze for the divine woman. Alexis Mabille explained of his spring-summer 2021 collection, which was presented via a catwalk show this week. The designer was inspired by the daughter of Psyche and Eros, the goddess Voluptas, who was known for her beauty that was both striking and emotional, as well as earthy and celestial, he says. Imagining her clothing came through in designs that enhanced her femininity and sensuality, we saw fluid shapes, floral prints, delicate embroidery and striking, striking silhouettes. Armani Privé Presented for the first time at the Palazzo Ornischi in the heart of Milan to no audience, the spring-summer 2021 Armani Privé show was, in a sense, like no other. And yet the designer presented a typically colourful, elegant and uplifting couture collection, which focused on the joy and skill in couture, and no doubt made a few Hollywood actresses feel desperate to get back on the red carpet. Couture is rooted in fashion history, Armani said in his show notes. It represents the pinnacle of creativity and sartorial skill, but it's a world away only to a very few. Today, through the democracy of the internet, we are able to offer that front seat row to everyone. Valentino Pier Paolo Piccioli always manages to bring some magic to Couture Week, even when there is no live audience in attendance, and this week was no exception. The designer chose to pay tribute to the rituals, the process and the values of couture, which he believes to be timeless. They celebrate the human, the mind that conceives and the hand that creates and gives value, he said of couture in the show notes. Through a work process that sits above time, they produce timeless objects moulded on each individual. Some of the favourite looks from the collection featured bright, bright colours, towering platform heels, beautiful pleats, striking shapes, and of course, plenty of sequins. The Grand Dame of Paris, Chanel, followed suit. I knew we couldn't organise a big show that we would have to invent something else, so I came up with the idea of a small cortege that would come down the stairs of the Grand Palais and pass beneath arches of flowers like a family celebration, such as a wedding. Creative director Virginie Viard said the inspiration behind the 2021 Couture collection was presented via a show to no audience other than a handful of well-dispersed Chanel ambassadors in Paris. The course it came down the catwalk exuded this celebratory message in unexpected ways with flowers, crowns, bow ties, chic tuxedo-inspired looks being paired alongside tweed two-pieces, tiered skirts, embellished waistcoats and beautiful gowns. I'm always thinking about what women would like to have in the wardrobe today, affirmed the designer. Giambattista Valli While in ready-to-wear collections, every silhouette narrates a chapter of the same book. In haute couture, every creation tells its own story. Read the notes of Valley's typical, dreamlike and romantic 2021 couture collection. For the next season, the designer aimed to invite a moment of introspection 
while celebrating the most extravagant of fashion with his trademark tool, bold colour palette, excessive volume and delicate, delicate embroidery. Dior Christian Dior's spring-summer 2021 collection was presented via a beautiful fashion film directed by Italian filmmaker Matteo Garoni, celebrating the fascinating universe of the divinatory arts of which Christian Dior was such a fan, and the symbolic magic and pluralistic beauty of the tarot cards, which are cherished by the current creative director, Maria Grazia Ciuri. The symbolism of the tarot inspires a collection rich in luscious fabrics and glittering embroideries, where sweet monochrome tailoring meets dreamlike inducing evening wear in precious hues, the house said of the collection. All highlights of design are captured within a truly beautiful online film. Uh, Iris Van Herpen Another designer who was inspired by the natural world for her 2021 couture collection while embracing the technical world to create it. The Dutch designer's starting point came from An Entangled Life, a book about how fungi sustains on planet Earth. The silhouettes and intricate embellishments found throughout the designs came down the catwalk were inspired by the organic shapes and patterns seen within mushrooms, specifically mycelium, which is the vegetative part of a fungus consisting of a mass of branching. Meanwhile, much of the fabric was created using upcycled marine debris through a collection with Palais for the Oceans and a one-of-the-kind designs were cut out using high-tech 3D printing technology. Finally, Schiaparelli. In this, my third correction for Schiaparelli, I wanted to challenge the idea of what couture is and how it should be by making clothes that respect the tradition of not only the maison, but the artistry behind it, while at the same time exploring the cliches associated with the genre. Spoke creative director Daniel Roseberry explaining in the presentation notes before the collection. He added that he hopes to challenge the idea that couture has to be all about delicate embroidery, fragile lace, skirts made from yards of skilk, dresses as inoffensively pretty as something from a fairy tale, a vision unchanged from couture's pinnacle back in the heyday of the 1950s. Instead, the designer aimed to celebrate the joy of peacocking, the joy of showing off, through clothes which make you aware of the fact of your body and how make you think about how you move through the world, both in and out of couture circles. Many elements from this collection had also been used in pre-worn favours to celebrities such as Kim Kardashian West and her headline Christmas ensemble. Charles Deville Maureen made his colourful couture debut and in December, less than a year after launching his made-to-order business, the 24-year-old designer, a graduate of the École de la Chambre Syndicale de la Couture Parisienne, was invited to show as a guest member at Haute Couture Week. And with a bombastic debut, he's established himself as one to watch. In his video presentation, de Villemarine's friends are dressed in his new designs, or else covered in rainbows of body makeup. There are bold-shouldered coats, many dresses, with built-in breasts and crop puffer jackets, covered in butterflies, hearts, flowers and faces, all hand-painted by the designer himself. So far, Deville Maureen has already been given the stamp of approval from designers such as Jean-Paul Gaultier and Jean-Charles de Castelbajac, 
and he also participated in Gucci Fest, the Italian brand's fashion and film festival last fall. After the showing, his fan base is surely set to grow. Janina Couture's spring-summer 2021 collection saw its namesake designer, Yulia Janina, take inspiration from the cultural traditions of the Slavic community. This presentation pays homage to her Russian heritage and acknowledges the rich cultural heritage of Mother Russia as an aesthetic narrative. In a year filled with physical restrictions, Yulia went back to the foundation of her label's DNA, inspiring her to authentically capture the detail of the intangible whilst evoking deep-rooted emotions in a most sympathetic manner. Utilising the prodigious transcendental potencies of Russian costume, an appreciation for the techniques and codes of traditional clothing can be clearly identified through a celebration of the captivating aesthetics of Russian costumes and culture. The Yanina Couture Woman of Spring-Summer 2021 is a cosmopolitan, with an inestimable love and respect for her heritage. Reimagining the traditional Russian costume as a piece of art allowed its many intricate details and hidden gems to be exposed within the haute couture process. This transforms the garment into a symbolic tale of life, paying homage to ancestors through the use of striking colours, organic shapes and liberatory ornaments in a bid to bequeath profound secrets and merit a deeper understanding of the eminence of Russia's traditional cultural art. Yanina Kajur's collection is contemporary, but still engages in deep-rooted authenticity. The application of decorative techniques and their meticulous te- attention to detail delicately expresses the abundance of the romanticism that's ingrained into Russian culture of a bygone era. Yulia Lanina has succinctly mastered the techniques of orthodox embroidery techniques, such as Richelieu, Casalguidi and Lunville techniques, which reinforce her brand's savoir-faire commitment to haute couture. The main protagonists within this collection are the Rubacha shirt, the apron and the sarafan, a garment which symbolises Slavic femininity, grace, refinement and tenderness. It is recognised as being a cornerstone element of Russian attire and arguably the most whimsical part of formal and informal female feminine aesthetics, whatever season of the year it is. Arturo Obejero entered the Paris Fashion Week calendar for the autumn-winter 2021 season, nine months following the launch of his eponymous label. He's presenting a collection acting as a personal message to the fashion world and a tribute to its performers. Puro Teatro is a culmination of the designer's emotional state and the feelings he's been willing to express, bringing fantasy to overcome the grim reality of inequalities, political and economic uncertainty, and the pandemic is the essential message of the collection. The world has become the biggest stage, 
and everyone performs for attention and validation. I feel that we are in the most beautiful cage called life, a velvet prison. A new life is introduced into old velvet curtains which were collected from theatres around the world, spanning from Sydney to New York. They have been the silent witnesses to amazing performances, to the rigour and dedication of stage artists. Now, they will live their lives to their own while carrying the stories, cheers and tears of the crowds, forever embedded into their cotton fibres. This choice reaffirms Arturo Obejero's sustainable mission by adding upcycling to the label's values. Obejero's favourite flower, the red rose, is once more a key element of the collection. A designer that's fascinated by the age-old tradition of throwing roses at performers at the end of a successful spectacle. This season, the performer becomes the rose as the blood-red Sarua bodysuit and the Cristobal top merge. Together they symbolise the ambition that can sometimes blind us. The Dolce balloon top references Obejero's fashion hero Cristobal Balenciaga, as well as candy wrappers. The belt choking the net aggravates the garment by adding perversity to the notion of sugar coating. The Prussian brew marker scarf is exaggerated to resemble an elegant snake wrapped around the weather's neck and upper body. Where the backless Volker top in blood red moire is the exclamation point to the collection. The bows nod to classic haute couture gowns. Pushing forward a fashion cliché, they bring femininity whilst restraining the face in the hands of the wearer. The collection also features Arturo Obejero's signature items from the Palmira permanent collection, with new iterations of the Pedro shirt and Gades trousers in baby blue and blood red. Arturo, take a bow. After a 50-year career of decorating the homes of the great and the good, not to mention designing some of the world's most prestigious hotels, Jacques Grange has at last secured his first commission for Chanel. The interior designer, a member of Yves Saint Laurent's inner circle who designed all of the late couturier's homes, was a long-time friend of Chanel's former artistic director, Carol Lagerfeld. But after the infamous falling out between the Saint Laurent and Lagerfeld camps in the 1970s, Working together was off the table. Following the death of Saint Laurent's partner, Pierre Berger, in 2017, Lagerfeld put out feelers via a mutual friend. He wanted Grange to redecorate Chanel's historic haute couture salon, located at 31 Rue Cambon, in a building that also houses the apartment of founder Gabrielle Coco Chanel. We found the theme in 20 minutes and Caro said yes, said Grange sitting in an armchair upholstered in top-stitched white canvas in the salon, which is located on the first floor of the building, where Chanel originally set up shop in 1918. Part of a broader renovation of Chanel's headquarters that has transformed an entire section of Rue Cambon into a construction site, 
The project took 24 months to complete. Lagerfeld passed away in 2019, meaning he did not see the plan come to fruition, but his successor, Virginie Viard, was closely involved from the start. Working from old photographs, Grange decided to restore the original volumes of the space, dominated by a mirrored Art Deco staircase so famous that France's culture ministry has declared it a historical monument. This is where Coco Chanel, cigarette in hand, would perch to watch her fashion shows, wholly unseen by her audience. After giving the modern staircase a fresh, new look, Grange recreated the room's original curved ceiling, added tall mirrors to the columns, and in one corner he placed an oversized Coromandel lacquer screen, reminiscent of the ones in Chanel's private rooms upstairs, which he is also in charge of renovating. A grey mottled silk carpet and white lighting fixtures, designed by Patrice D'Angèle, set off furniture ranging from a copy of a 1930s era Guasin metal sculpture console rescued from a Chanel boutique, to a white ceramic console table by Italian sculptor Giuseppe Cucrud, alongside resin and glass pedestal tables by the Greek artist Marina Carella. Oversized sofas and armchairs were upholstered by decor and give a cosy touch to the space, while side tables with gilded bronze legs in the shape of wheat sheaves recall the original made for Coco Chanel by Gossens, one of the dozens of Metier des Arts houses acquired by the French luxury house in recent years to preserve their know-how. I wanted the whole project to be very much in the spirit of Coco, said Grange. The image has to be very precise. That's what Carol wanted too. This house has an extraordinary name, an extraordinary DNA, all of which is reflected within the walls of this salon. There are three spacious private fitting rooms separated by folding screens and covered in studded grey damask. In a black room, colourful dresses from Villa's spring couture collection are displayed in glass cabinets with gilded frames that echo the gilded wheat sheaths dotted around the room. In front of a dressing table sits a black geoponte chair. It's haute couture, it's glamour, it's elegance and it's comfort. You feel so good here, you don't want to leave. Grange enthused. Photographer Anton Corbin recently shot the house ambassadors including Penelope Cruz and Marion Cotillard in the space as part of a family album celebrating VR's spring couture collection. Last week, the Salon hosted its first cultural event, a talk led by Charlotte Cassiraggi, who recently joined Chanel's stable of brand ambassadors. The first of a series titled Literacy Rendezvous at Rue Cambon, it focused on the German-Russian writer and psychoanalyst Andreas Salome and is available as a video and a podcast. Grange could write fascinating memoirs himself if his busy work schedule allowed it with clients ranging from billionaire François Pinal to Kashiraji's mother, Princess Caroline of Monaco. He's a walking encyclopedia of design history and Paris society, with a treasure trove of gossipy anecdotes. He met Coco Chanel just once, and it was at the premiere of Belle du Jour, which I attended with Marie-Laurie de Noailly. Chanel was with Salvador Dali, he recalled, but Grange always had gravitated into the Chanel orbit. He decorated the home of her biographer, Edmond Charleroux, and noted that Saint Laurent was strongly influenced by her aesthetic.
Chanel was an absolute genius, he proclaimed. She had incredible taste because she created her own highly personal style with a mix of Baroque and modern. Nowhere is that style personified better than at 31 Rue Cambon, which is also home to a Chanel boutique on the ground floor, the design studio on the third floor and the haute couture ateliers on the upper floors, where the seamstresses make made-to-measure outfits for a handful of wealthy women. Each outfit takes between two and three months worth work, with a minimum of 200 euros for a jacket to thousands for an embroidered wedding dress. And despite all the restrictions imposed by the pandemic, it remains Chanel's only couture address worldwide, acting like a magnet for the house's many VIP clientele. Known for his stealth blending of contemporary and classical references, including locations such as the Marc Hotel in New York and Cheval Blanc in St. Bart's, Grange said he was happy to delve into the universe of Chanel, especially since she was a lifelong supporter of the arts. Respecting a client is an important part of my job. It's the basis of my work. What I've done here, I wouldn't do for anyone else, because it's really Chanel. I didn't want it to become an ego trip, he said. I just focused on the job at hand and all the little details. Carol Wagerfeld was a perfectionist, but then again, so am I. I hope you can join me for the next Fashion Mode show where I'll be continuing on with my critique of the ongoing international fashion weeks all across the four corners of the globe as the industry strives to be visible like never before. With more details and features to follow, you can catch up with all the fashion news on forcmagazine.com and at FORC Magazine on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. You can also keep up to date with our latest shows directly from Mixcloud, Podbean, as well as our official profiles on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play and Deezer under Force Magazine. Until the next time, keep your fashion mode on.